The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to talk about that one play. And in this case, that one play is the 2011 touchdown to Torrey Smith that beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh dramatically uh, to end a 92-yard drive. Here to join me to talk about that is Voss Larikos of Baltimore Beatdown. Voss, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Ken. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk about what I believe was maybe one of the pivotal plays of the early Harbaugh tenure. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a very cool play. A, a, one of the great Harbaugh teams of that early era in the t- in 2011, certainly. Uh, and they came right out and they beat Pittsburgh on opening day. But I don't want to trample on your on your toes too much. You tell us the, the story the way you want to do it. Sure. So a little background here: the John Harbaugh Joe Flacco combination was two and six versus Pittsburgh from in the first three seasons, 08 through 10 including two, they bounced, uh, Pittsburgh defeated the Ravens in the playoffs twice in both 08 and 10. Um, in that 2010 season, the Ravens seemingly had the division almost wrapped up. Uh, I believe they were undefeated at home until a late fourth quarter, Troy Palamalu strip sack gave the ball to Pittsburgh, gave them the win, gave them the division, which contributed to that playoff loss. Uh, and then the Ravens rebounded in week one of the 2011 season with just a really uh, a thorough beatdown, 35-7. to seven. They really put it on the Steelers off of that playoff loss. Um, they were some fisticuffs with Troy Palomalu and Ray Rice, and, and et cetera, and it led into this next game. That game had everything, that first game in Baltimore. A lot of people remember it. If you're too young to remember it, all I can say is make sure you get a chance to view it if you really want to understand how the Ravens' four defensive greats of the era were. Uh, Nada. Reed, Suggs, and Lewis each had remarkable games. They had a total of seven turnovers in the game, and each of them was involved in multiple turnovers during that game. You will never see a greater performance of the four big stars all at once. The Ravens rolled over them 35-7, to got Tomlin very upset, got certain Pittsburgh players very scared on the field, uh, evidently. But that was kind of the backdrop going into this second game, and the Ravens needed it badly, didn't they? They sure did. There was a neck-and-neck race going down the season with Steelers. The Steelers really had the Ravens number to some extent to that point. I mean, there wasn't thorough domination, but two times in the playoffs and um, Joe Flacco, uh, his touchdown-interception ratio going into this game um, was 10 uh, touchdowns to eight interceptions. 
He ended up uh, finishing his career or from that point forward, 18 touchdowns, eight interceptions against the Steelers. So he sort of got the monkey off his back there. Um, it was also Torrey Smith's rookie season. Um, and he had that big week three, mm-hmm. uh, three touchdown game in St. Louis. Uh, but he was relatively quiet until this game, excluding that that one uh, week three game. Yeah, it's, I, that's a great point about Torrey Smith. And he, he certainly he erupted with three touchdowns in his first for his first three NFL catches. That had been the first time that had been done uh, in, in the post merger era, I believe, was what was what it was at the time. Uh, I don't believe it has been done since. It's still a, a thoroughly remarkable feat, both in terms of the, the, the catches and the distance. The other thing I remember about that 2011 team kind of going into this game and, and throughout the season is that they had four losses during the regular season. All of them were on the road to bad teams. So this was one of the few times where Harbaugh teams stumbled against lesser opponents, uh, which they normally just thumped. But they lost at Tennessee in week two, and that was not a good Tennessee team. Um, they lost at Jacksonville in a nightmarish Monday night game, 12 to 7, one that was just a just a misery to watch. I can tell you that. They lost at Seattle 22 to 17, even though the game leak came back in that one. Uh, a bad Seattle team. And then they lost at San Diego. And this is one of the few really bad Charger teams of the era. A game, I believe Antoine Barnes came back and had four sacks against the Ravens in a 34 to 14 loss. So that's about as bad as it gets uh in those terms. Fortunately, at that very, very same day, the Steelers were keeping the Ravens. Uh, in first place, but uh, uh, the Ravens tried to give it away on a few times to the Steelers. They beat the good opponents that year. They really lost to the lost to a bunch of bad teams. That Jacksonville one really stands out as really a, just a disappointing. The whole pregame was Ray Lewis, uh, you know, a homage to Ray Lewis, and then uh, Maurice Jones Drew just embarrassed them. But uh, back to this game here. This I think this was probably the peak of the Ravens Steelers rivalry or thereabouts. Uh, and it's been a very solid rivalry, but they weren't always necessarily meeting in the conference championship game uh, routinely. Um, so this game in particular, um, notably, Heinz Ward was knocked out of the game and essentially ended his career. Ray Lewis hit him coming across the middle. Mm-hmm. That was after Jared Johnson knocked him out of the first game. So uh, as much pet, uh, punishment as he delivered to the Ravens over the years, they did get the last laugh in the end. Also, good note was uh, this was one of – uh, Terrell Suggs patented uh, screen interceptions where he yep. had that uncanny ability to just know when it was coming and jump out there and hide behind somebody and then jump up and and, and took an interception from Big Ben. Um, also had a James Harrison strip sack for Pittsburgh. Um, so it, it really a lot of the stars were shining bright of that of that era of that rivalry. Yeah, I was, uh, the, the Suggs peekaboo interceptions were a thing of beauty. And I, I'm just going to tell a brief story about this because I think he had two in the regular season and both of them were against Pittsburgh and Roethlisberger, if I recall correctly. But he had one in training camp. And I still remember it to this day. He's hanging out on the on his usual spot opposite the left tackle. And somehow he just knew. And he went up, he, he, he tucked his head down for the ball as if he wasn't looking Flacco tried to throw the ball in that direction. Suggs leapt up, caught the ball, ran for ran immediately into the end zone. He usually just blow the play dead. And, you know, that's that's it. Mm. Spiked the ball like crazy. The, the, the defense is going wild over it. And uh, you know, I think it was I think it was Crockett and Gilmore, but it might have been Todd Heap, one of those two. The, 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 the I think it was Crockett Gilmore at the time, got up and 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 said, I don't know how he knew that play was coming. This is the first time we run that all camp. And it's just it was it was Terrell Suggs loved to play camp. 
It was a special player. To, to have that ability to go along with his edge setting and his power rush, uh, it's just it's not a combination you would expect. Um, so, yeah, the, the golden era in a way. Um, so, But this game was a, a back-and-forth game. The Ravens jumped out to a 16-6 to lead uh, after the Suggs interception. It was tough sledding on the ground. Um, they were able – Pittsburgh was able to hold Ray Rice under two-and-a-half or the entire rushing offense under two-and-a-half yards of carry. Uh, Pittsburgh, after the Harrison strip sack – uh, Big Ben found um, Mike Wallace for a touchdown to put them up 2016. And essentially the Ravens had to throw the ball to win. And Joe Flacco, he had had, this was technically the seventh career 300 yard game of his career, the seventh 300 yard game of his career. So he uh, became more of a prolific passer after this. He was still kind of finding his way, went to Aquan Bolton quite a bit. He led the Ravens mm-hmm. with 88 receiving yards leading up to this, uh, this, this pivotal drive. Um, with the game and, as we would kind of find out later, the division on the line. Bolden, really the key receiver on the big drive, and they started at their own eight-yard line. And uh, Bolden had three of the big catches, but he had a 21-yard catch early on second and eight. That kind of dug them out of the hole, so that was good. And then the big one came on fourth and one. They ran a clear-out route, so he was uh, man-on-man, I believe, with Willie Gay in the middle of the field. He caught a 10-yard ball. And then he had one more for 11 yards that gave him a first down with 28 seconds to play. But that uh, I may already be be running past a play that you want to talk about, though. Right. So the Ravens are up against the gun here with two minutes, less than two minutes on the road. And Pittsburgh, I mean, they had the – I'm assuming you were at the game, and this was when they would play their, their Renegade song and really get the crowd lively. And under those situations, Flacco had kind of – folded in previous games until this game and uh two plays or i believe three plays before the touchdown tory smith gets a step on a go ball down the right sideline flacco climbs up in the pocket beautifully and delivers a ball right to his fingertips he had two steps of separation and he just flat dropped it uh but that did not deter flacco from going back to that well two plays later yeah, it's was, it was a, it a great throw. I remember it being down the left sideline. Collinsworth talked about it a little bit. I think it was Ike Taylor was over there yes. trying to stay with him. And and Collinsworth said, ball's got to be caught. A championship moment. This is I can even remember the words pretty much is, it is not an easy catch, but it's a catch that's got to be made. And and he, he let it get through his hands. He did have to kind of twist his body back towards the outside to catch the ball. A little bit of a difficult grab. Uh, and and fairly stated as such, but one that I think Torrey Smith really thought he should have had. Yeah, absolutely. So that leads us right into, so then they pick up the first down with Bolden, leads us right into this play with Torrey Smith. Um, down the go ball, down the right sideline, the first one was the left. Um, he gets behind Willie, uh, William Gay. Uh, Willie Gay, get those confused sometimes, William Gay. Um, he kind of pushes off William Gay. He gets the flag. It doesn't matter regardless because he gets behind Ryan Clark and catches the touchdown. And that was pretty much all she wrote. There was eight seconds left on the clock after that. Veteran play, uh, you know, in terms of the push off, that's uh, how it often is, is pointed out in these kind of situations. If, if it's that's pass interference, if it's the defender, but that's a veteran play, if it's, if it's the wide receiver, terrible angle by Clark to that play. Uh, a, 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 not of the same order of magnitude as the mile high miracle. That was worse, but, uh, but this was bad in terms of, and, and Steelers fans blame it all into on Clark. It has nothing to do with Tory Smith or Flacco or anything else. It's all, it's all Ryan Clark messing it up on the angle. And uh, that 92 yard drive killed their season. It wasn't 
the later fact that they lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs. So the Ravens end up winning that game. Both teams end up finishing um, 12 and four that season. So that's how the Ravens had the, the home field and, and advantage. Um, Pittsburgh was bounced early in the playoffs. Obviously, as we know, the Ravens went on to make that run to the conference championship game uh, that was derailed by Lee Evans and Billy Condiff. But I really do think that this game gave Flacco in particular some confidence to become that January Joe player that he did become. Really, he wasn't January Joe in 2008, 2009, or 10. He was in 11, 12, and 14. And I think, you know, he's – you know, they say you have to see the, the ball go through the hoop sometimes. He he put the team on his back and put him in a must-pass situation and went down the field. And I also think um, this play was uh, an exhibit of Torrey Smith becoming a clutch player uh, throughout his time in Baltimore. He, this wasn't the only clutch play he made, uh, obviously, against the Patriots the following mm-hmm. uh, 20. And then uh, two touchdowns in the first half of the Maha Miroku game that a lot of people forget against Champ Bailey. Um, he was a clutch play, And then the 2014 playoffs as well. So I really do think that this was one of those plays that would, had more of an impact than just one play showed. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's very pivotal. And and certainly that that drive is one that the Steelers fans just bemoan. They they uh, it, it, it's it's hard for me to get over the fact. And sometimes this this often happens where where teams have this separate view of themselves in and out of the playoffs. And it's all it's the Ravens are slapped in the face by their fans about it all the all the time. But the 76 Steelers, you know, their Steelers fans think of themselves as being the greatest defense of all time. They want to, they want to be regular season only. That's the discussion. Five strutouts and, <laughs> and, you know, but they don't want to talk about the 24 they gave up to Oakland in the playoffs. And they don't want to talk about the playoffs at all when they got bounced, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the divisional round, I think might've been the FCC, but either way they, they, they got beat. Um, I, and same thing with the bears and 85 and 86, the, the, those are, they are classic wanting to combine the 85 postseason with the 86 regular season. <laughs> just the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, but they, they, yeah. they, they can't, uh, they can't just say one or the other. Anyway, the, the, the 2000 Ravens, if you Baltimore bullies just out, but they still have the claim to be the greatest defense ever. And this, this Steelers team and their fans just unable to separate the, the uh, uh, a, a terrible postseason. And admittedly it was, it wasn't just a bad play to be in a 23-23 tie with Tim Tebow-led Broncos. It wasn't just that one play that beat them. Oh, the Demarius Thomas, right? That was yeah. the one. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I think the Ravens, before this game, I, would, I think Pittsburgh was their big brother. Mm-hmm. I think they were twin brothers at this point. If not even combining with the, the week one beatdown, maybe they became – just a little bit of a bigger brother. And I do think it continued on into seasons after that. As we know, um, there was a pretty good stretch there in the middle of the uh, of the last decade where, where Harbaugh really seemed to have Tomlin's number. And it's gone back and forth and ebbed and flowed through the years. But this was the game where – and they didn't get that monkey off their back as far as beating the Steelers in the playoffs in two, 2014. Uh, but I think this did prove to them, show them – we are right up there on the same caliber as the Steelers and the Patriots and the Broncos and the best teams back then. Yeah, absolutely. That the obviously disappointing loss the, the following week, but that the 2011 team that that play made the difference from uh, being a wild card team and potentially going to Denver and getting bounced, or and being a buy team 
playing the Texans at home, beating them and, and having a, a fairly direct road to the AFC Championship where they, they certainly had a game loss. And, you know, sliding door moments, you never know. But maybe if they don't make this play, they're on the road in the first round and they don't make that run to the conference championship game and have that heartbreaking loss, which was a lot of the impetus for the 2012 Super Bowl run. So you never know how it goes. But this was one of those plays that defined the early portion of the of the, the I, would, I kind of consider it the first half of the Flacco era, the second half or the first half of the hardball and the second maybe hardball now is a third act. But as far as the first half and when Flacco really became that franchise quarterback, this was one of those plays. Yeah, I, I, very well done, Voss. Really appreciate having you on. This is an extremely tight episode. Appreciate you doing it. Uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you. I am the co-managing editor at Baltimore Beatdown. You can find me on Twitter at Vasilis Beatdown, V-A-S-I-L-I-S Beatdown. All right. Outstanding. If you're out there and you want to do a that one play episode, hit me up with a DM on Twitter with your play in mind. I'm suggesting a few every day on Twitter if you want to follow me and, and uh, take a look at what those are. I'm at Film Study Ravens. Uh, thanks for joining us, Voss. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.